When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Listening to Fox Sports Radio. Let's go. Let's go. What do you say, Arnie? Let's go. Let's go. Wait, can, can you wait? Can, can, can you give me ten seconds? Sure. What I'm, do you need I'm just. I'm, for? I'm reading this fascinating article uh-huh. about a young radio talk show host who got a job, and he's crediting the people that got him there. And I'm on to the last sentence, and it says, "This is what the last sentence says." I still say today that Chris Plank on the air is one of the most incredible talking talents and interviewers that I've ever been around. Is pretty smart. smart is there, guy is there another? Is there another Chris Plank? Is there two of you guys? <laughs> there might be. Maybe we're cloned. And there's one on somewhere else, and I'm missing out on Arnie. Did you see maybe. that article? Did you see yes, that? I did. Yes, I did. I saw that out there. Oh, I look at you! Look at you! He didn't say Chris Plank and Arnie Spanier. He well, just said Chris read- Plank. Yeah, you got to remember though. I I think that's a dude that I worked with for eighteen years. I don't I care. I don't care. Just expect him to include you. Of course. <laughs> oh Jeez. man. Hey, uh, what a week! By yeah. the way, that's on our that's on our buddy's website, Jason Barrett, sportspd.com, where you can. Oh, wait, is it sportsradiopd.com? Whatever it is, yeah. just look it up. It's great stuff. Now, with that said, Arnie, I know you and the crew last night here on Fox Sports Radio had yourself a show involving social media. Oh, In boy. fact. Rumor has it 
that you're actually on Team Des Bryant as far as all this is concerned. Just just going back maybe in older stories that still are topical because we still don't have a lot of football games to break down, but you're kind of on Team Des and not so much on Team Kevin Durant. It's it's interesting how we can pick and choose because there are so many other topics out there with social media, correct? No, I, and my, my point about Des was, um, you know, sometimes you have to stick up for yourself, and I, I can True. relate to him because, you know, I, I don't know if there's anybody in the last 25 years that has been picked on more in sports talk radio than myself, which is okay because sometimes you ask for it. But, you know, there was sometimes. a lot of times I wish I would have stuck up for myself and not taken so much grief and all the stuff that was written in the papers and, 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 and stuff like you. that. So, you know, and, and you know, I don't see stuff written about that about any talk shows. It's usually about me. So sometimes I wish I had the guts to do what Des Bryant did and stand up for himself. Sometimes you think you brought it on yourself. Sometimes you think you did. Did you text these guys when their teams were losing in the first quarter to tell them their season's <laughs> over? No, but in all seriousness, yeah, I bring that up right off the top because here we are exactly 24 hours from last night's show with Arnie and Aaron here on Fox Sports Radio. And we have more social media controversies yeah. that take over. And, you know, I, I got to be honest, I, there, there's a part of me that can't help but wonder if the first thing that people do when they see someone they haven't heard of have success is the first thing they do start digging through their social media history. Is that, I mean, you're, this was an incredible story today. Let's just start with Sean Newcomb because yeah, yeah. We, we even have a new story, as Steve DeSager just brought up, right. since the Sean Newcomb controversy today. Arnie, here's a guy that two outs, two strikes in the ninth, shutting down the first place Dodgers. I mean, putting on a show. Chris Turner saves the day. But, I mean, anyway, Dodgers still lose. But, I mean, during this game, and I'm not defending his tweets. I'm just asking this question. Are you watching this game thinking, oh, yeah, I've got to find something on this guy. Let's go through his social media history. Let's dig. Because there's a way you can do it, and it's easy. But what triggers that immediate response where this is almost too good to be true? Let's dig up some dirt on this guy. Because I get it. I understand that yeah, it's wrong what he said. But, damn, man. There's two outs in the ninth, and suddenly they were already out there throwing up old things this dude said. Yeah, well, you don't think that it was purposely released just around there, huh? Do you? (laughs) It's it's interesting because what do you want them to do? That's their job, you know, is to go ahead and research stuff like this. Now, that doesn't mean we have to agree with it or like it or, you know, even uh, take one side or the other on this one, which we will. But, you know, overall, though, that's their job is to go ahead and find out what's going on. Sean Newcomb tonight had a no-no in the ninth. The Dodgers broke it up. Braves won the game 4-1. to one. But as the evening progressed, his tweets from whenever he was a sophomore in college started to come out, 2012. And I think it was at Hartford, as a matter of fact. It was about I mean, I seven, eight years ago. Yeah, and uh, they were they were pretty bold in what they were laying out in an expansive use of gay slurs. And I just I couldn't help... But as I'm watching this, realize a certain little take that I consistently throw out here that everybody that that listens to this is probably tired of. But, Arnie, regardless of how many little disclaimers you try to put on your Twitter account, retweets don't equal endorsements, content is my own, not representing my employer, you're not only (laughs) always representing who you work for. If I decided to go out and attack somebody on social media i can't say yeah well i'm chris plank and that's my social media platform if i'm getting after him and being derogatory and cussing at him 
I am representing my employee, my employer at all time, Arnie. And I think that's a lesson that people still don't get online. Or maybe they forgot how bad they were when they were kids and didn't go back and well, delete them. Wait, is there, whoa, whoa, whoa. isn't there a difference as you're representing, uh, you're sending out tweets and you're representing uh, your employee on something that you put out before you were even hired by them? Okay, well, then if that's the case, then why do the Braves or the Nationals have to say anything tonight if they're not representing them? Well, they they wanted to go ahead and, you know, make a comment saying it wasn't okay. That doesn't mean that he didn't, you know, deserve to be on the team, is, I guess is my point. Uh, no, why no, no. Did you, he, he, yeah. Arnie, if you said something 20 if, – if Twitter was around 20 years ago right. and they found something blasphemous that you had said, right? right. And I'm not saying that you, that's you. But, I mean, it doesn't matter – that you were, let's see, 20 years ago. It doesn't matter that you were 15 years old at the time those tweets came out. Fox Sports Radio would have to reply to it. Your local station would have to reply to it and talk about it. You're, my point is you're always representing yourself. And when you're representing yourself, in turn, you're representing not just, as Homer Simpson likes to say, your future self, but your current self as well, too, with some of the decisions that you make. So I get pissed whenever I see people that are trying to defend themselves in their bios, and I just realize how dumb that sounds because everyone's always watching. Everyone's always trying to find something to be outraged about. Don't make it easy for them. And that's absolutely what's happened tonight with Trey Turner from the Nationals and what we're talking about here as well with what should be a great story about Sean Newcomb, but he was a dope online and never decided to either go back and delete him or be a little bit more subtle with the way that he approached things. That, that's kind of the way I look at it. Well, I mean, okay, and that that understood what should be the next. I mean, if he gets a standing ovation, is everybody going to go ahead? That <laughs> it gives him ovation uh, is it is a racist then, like they did with Josh right. Hader? Then absolutely, absolutely. And I'll tell you what, the reaction to the Hader thing didn't make me mad at Milwaukee. Everybody roots for their guys. All right, especially whenever they're remorseful. If Josh Hader had been in New York whenever he made his return, Arnie, you think he's getting a standing O? No, no of course not. Not no. at all. So, anyway, I just – here we are yet again talking about a story where social media has come out and bit an, an athlete. Arnie, we're, we're over-analyzing tweets well, between can I, two Chris, athletes. Let me just ask you a question. Why, why don't reporters go back – and see who was arrested under the age of 18, um, who was arrested for assault, um, you know, or, and stuff like that. Wouldn't that be more serious than sending out tweets and, and stuff like that, or am I wrong? No, 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 you're not, you're not wrong by any stretch of the imagination, though I'm starting to wonder if, if words are now more detrimental than actions off right. the field yeah. in some people's minds. But uh, I guess it's just because this might be a little bit easier. And who knows, Arnie, like you said, it's their job to suddenly start digging up every piece of information they can. Hey, I, I, I'm straightforward. I say it all the time on the air. I got arrested when I was 16 for inciting a riot on, on the UCLA campus. But, uh, you know, that's a whole nother story. Sounds like you tried to incite a riot before a Lakers game whenever you <laughs> said Kobe Bryant was out once, too. I don't think I've heard that story before. I don't think I've heard that story. But anyway, I guess my point is I'm not trying to sound like the old man here, but regardless of who you are, regardless of where you are in life, you're always going to be representing something or someone, even if you don't work there yet. So you've got to be smart yeah, but about Chris, how you, you are. You know what? I, I'll take it a task a little bit. Um, if we're going to be so outraged, then the punishment – well, the, the, but if people are going to be outraged, then the punishment has yep. to be fit to that outrage. Am I right, am I right or wrong about that? It, we, we, let's see. You know, you well, think about it. Josh Hader, you know, there was no punishment there for the most part. Well, right, right. Josh Hader. Yeah. But there have been guys that have been fined 
for some of the things they've said on social media. There's been some, I mean, who was the, I was just reading this the other day whenever we were getting into the hater story. Was that last week or two weeks ago? Uh, was it Jonas Cespedes or, no, 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 I, I don't want to miss, misclaim it. I think it might have been Pablo Sandoval who was fined by his team for liking Instagram pictures during the game. So, I mean, <laughs> there's been different levels of, of punishment, but you're right, Arnie. Maybe they come across some sort of uniform rule here because right now the punishment is public outrage and then even more public outrage whenever we see that the punishment didn't fit what we felt was uh, strong enough. But I, I mean, again, I'm not sitting here saying, oh, it's uh, kids, kids being kids, boys being boys. But it's just it always blows me away that anytime you think you have a good story now, you kind of got to stop for a little bit and go, okay, let me let me wait. Let, let's give the Sean Newcomb thing a couple of hours, and if we don't find anything negative in his yeah. <laughs> social media history, all right, good. All right, well done. I mean, it's just a, it, it's a wild Is there like day. a one-hour period after? Well, not even one hour. It's usually about, what, <laughs> ten minutes after the game, right? <laughs> Here, here's what it's eventually going to lead to. And, I again, maybe I'm being overly dramatic. Maybe I'm like college you know, football writers. But, yeah. Arnie, it's eventually going to lead to people just not using Twitter, just not using social media especially when they get to a level where they're a professional athlete because all we do is S all over them. You know, I, I got to say something about the Josh Hader story that kind of bothered me when it says that family and friends had to turn the Josh Hader jerseys inside out because they were afraid of repercussions getting beat up and stuff like that, right? Um, you're at the All-Star game. There's not a fan base of one particular team, so I, I can't imagine 50,000 of you, of, of people, uh, you know, coming down on a group of people wearing Josh Hader jerseys. Two, why don't you just take the jerseys off and go buy yourself a T-shirt? Yeah, I, that, a T-shirt. So yeah. you don't. No, I'm, that. I'm serious. Why, why, why turn it inside out and make a you know a spectacle out of it? Why not just take it off and go buy yourself a, an All-Star T-shirt and move along? I, you, you know, I, I don't understand why it had to be the reverse and take it off and, and do all that dramatic stuff. You know. Well, it's funny because you would have thought that would have led a lot of people, and again, right or wrong, to notice that you. Would, to, well, not only to notice you on that, Arnie, but any player to say, boy, I better check my social media history. I better see yeah. what I said in the past over the last seven years. And in the case of, obviously, the big one tonight is the Sean Newcomb story. The other one is Trey Turner, which is kind of breaking as we speak, as some old uh, offensive tweets that he sent out whenever he was younger have resurfaced. Yeah, uh, in, Inside-out jerseys, Arnie, I don't think that's going to be enough to ignore people or have people ignore actually who you're defending or who you're rooting for. But at least in this instance, a lot of people didn't learn lessons and I'm listen I'm not here to defend their character I don't know these guys but I'll say if if I saw that happen first thing I'm doing is digging and saying my gosh what did I say when I was dumb or when I was hammered or whenever I was going back and forth with one of my boys so unfortunate news tonight in a story where you wish you could talk about a guy that had an incredible pitching performance yeah but instead he was an ignorant uh, you know what, online, younger in his life. So with that said, uh, do, do, do we talk more Des Bryant when we come back, Arnie, or is that an old story now? Well, we, we... I, I don't know if it's old because it, it, he's still considered, uh, you know, it, it's lingering out there. Plus, he's invited himself on TV shows, I believe, you know, starting on Monday. Uh, plus, you know, Kevin Durant, we were talking a little bit about that also. It, it seems like yeah. Twitter's in, in, in the front and center, Chris. 
It's going to end up being the point where they're just going to stop using social media. And if they don't, we're just going to continue to pile on them and find more problems with them. All right, with that said, we got to take a break. When we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Let's talk about Dez. And was he actually incited by the team's general manager? We'll get to it with Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. It's Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. He's Arnie Spanier. I'm Chris Plank. Best way to stay in touch with the show is Twitter. we got a lot of good stuff rolling in early. At Stinkin' Genius 1, S-T-I-N-K-I-N, Genius number 1. I'm at Plank Show. Uh, coming up here in mere moments, the uh, <laughs> the latest on the Dez saga yeah. as the Dez turns and whether or not that's going to affect any turns. potential looming deal with the Cleveland Browns. But we're brought to you by Granger. The products and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back to help keep your facility running. Granger for the ones who get it done. Can I just point out one though, real quick frustration? Yeah. Before I, before I get into this Des Bryant story, and and again, I'm not picking on anyone here. That's not pick my away, idea. pick away. But one neck, two chains hit us up on Twitter and said, "I hit funny. light on that, but I don't know if I really mean it." Uh, he goes, funny, more white people will root and make excuses for a couple of racist baseball pitchers than a black man kneeling for justice in the NFL. And you wonder why the best athletes in America would rather play basketball and football. Again, um, no one's making excuses for anything, but how come every single issue has to go back to players kneeling, Arnie? How come every single issue now, regardless of what sport it is, regardless of what it is in the world anymore, seems to come back to the decision to protest, or I, I can't say protest the anthem because I understand that's not it, but to decide to do your protesting during the anthem. How come it these issues can't all be separate and we can't compartmentalize a social media issue involving, yeah, okay, great, if you want to say it, a racist pitcher, even though several members of his team have forgiven him and understood where he comes from, and a completely separate issue with the NFL. Why, why does it always seem to fall back to that? No, and Well, of course, that's the hot-button issue, but more important, how come nobody said anything about what Dak Prescott had to say? About the anthem yeah. and, and, and that. How come that didn't get bigger attention? I thought that was going to be an explosion out there. Yeah, he started to walk that back just a little bit. Oh, did well, he? Too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, and then one more quick one. This one from Carlos, and I'm curious to get your take on this. To me, this should have a statue of limitations. If we are honest with ourselves, we've all said some very stupid things before we were 18. I still cringe on a few that come to mind about me at that age. I wish I could go back and slap my past self for some of those things. Well, and, and that was one of my points. If I found out in high school that you got into a fist fight, isn't that assault? Isn't assault worse than any words I could possibly say to you? So um, shouldn't I what rat you out or whatever, get you in trouble because you physically had a fight with somebody? I, I, I don't know. When, at 17, even at 18, 19, um, you know, if you get into a fight, that's, that's an assault, Chris. Yeah, so I don't – I mean – Again, I don't think you're ever going to have a statue of limitations. I just think we – my whole point, and I know you disagree with this a little bit, Arnie, but you're always representing who either you work for or your your brand. I mean, I know that sounds cheesy, and it's so Darren Ravel, and I apologize, but you're always representing your brand, who you are, who you want to be. You may think it's funny to tweet lyrics. You may think it's funny to call your boy out, but if it's on social media, it's out there for everyone to see. So that's kind of where I stand on that, which gets us – to Dez. Yes. I, I do like that in the opening segment, Arnie, you kind of uh, compare Dez Bryant to yourself. 
right? I mean, you had two similar guys constantly called out and picked on at times. You're proud of him for standing up for himself to a I, certain you degree, know, aren't look, you? I didn't play in the NFL, but I'd like to think what you and I do is kind of like the NFL or, you know, the highest. Just like it. Well, the, you know, the, the highest of our field, though. You know what I'm saying? You don't. Not too many people get to go ahead and do national shows on, on Fox Sports Radio. I mean, how many hosts does this network really have? So, you know, if and if I could compare myself to Dez, I think Dez is a great talent. But for some reason, he always takes a blunt of, of, of the punishment or of, of the blame there. And I felt that was unjust. And I'm glad he finally said something, especially when he didn't start it. Stephen Jones started it. There's no reason for Stephen even to bring up his name. The word Dez should never come out of Stephen Jones's mouth. Matter of fact, that's like you and a girlfriend or ex-wife breaking up. You no longer have the right to say anything about the ex-girlfriend, ex-wife. That's over now. You've moved on, and, and it, it's time to move on. Once you get rid of a player, you don't have the right to go ahead and start criticizing him a little bit like that. Here's the quote that Arnie's talking about from uh, Stephen Jones. And, again, Stephen Jones is, in a lot of people's mind, uh, the guy pulling all the punches for the Dallas Cowboys Of course now. he is. In fact, if, if it was still Jerry Jones – Johnny Manziel would have been a Dallas Cowboy, and they wouldn't have the good offensive line. Zach Martin would have never been drafted. But recently, during, a, uh, during an interview with NFL Radio, Jones said, and I quote, Dak Prescott has got to trust the system, which at times last year there was pressure. With Dez in his ear and to some degree Jason Witten in his ear, those great players want the ball. He continued, and, and by the way, uh, the Twitter account for SiriusXM, which is where this interview took place, right. added Des Bryant. So Des Bryant might not have ever known, but when they sent it out wisely, by the way, they mentioned Des Bryant's Twitter handle. And they went with this quote, Dak is working on his game and accuracy. He has to trust the system. I think that was tough last year with Des Bryant in his ear. So that's all Des sees. And I don't think he's going to take the time to go, hey, pull up that interview. Let me hear what Stephen Jones had to say. And I'll tell you what, Arnie, for a guy who has bit his tongue for a while, and I know everyone was taken to calling him out. He's, he's training. He's trying to get ready for another opportunity. The Browns are interested. He's finally going to lose it. He's finally going to snap. And listen, I, I think that was one of the cool things about social media was that was real. That was honest. That's what he was feeling. I'm not here saying Sean Lee's a snake. I thought Rich Ornberg had a great defense of him on Twitter yesterday. But damn, Arnie, sometimes you reach a point where enough is enough and you have this platform with hundreds of thousands of people that follow you. Get your word out there. I thought it was great. You know, Chris, if, if, if we got fired from Fox Sports and they said, well, thank goodness we got rid of uh, Chris and Arnie. Now the network's going to do a whole heck of a lot better, even though we only do two hours on Sunday. You know, that's not a fair criticism. And I would probably defend myself. I'd say, wait a minute, yeah. we're barely on. What are you picking on us for, for, <laughs> for crying out loud? And like I said, I'm glad Dez spoke up for himself. No reason to pick on him. There's no reason to go ahead and keep, uh, you know, knocking him over the head. There's, he's done nothing wrong right now. And because he got in Dak's ear, you're just making excuses for Dak Prescott now. And I don't care if it's because Ezekiel Elliott missed a bunch of games, six games, or he had injuries to the offensive line. Now what you're really doing is just trying to make excuses for Dak Prescott. 
One more quick point on this, because when we had gone through a couple of pre-show thoughts, you had brought up that you were concerned that this might affect a future deal for Dez. There had been a little buzz building about Cleveland, though nothing official yet. I know for a lot of these veterans, you got to wait maybe till an injury happens at camp, and no one wants to root for an Who injury. Who was it? Antonio Brown said, I wish he was a Pittsburgh Steeler, or what? Antonio Brown spoke out today. He wants him in Pittsburgh, but... Do you think this affects the long-term viability of Des Bryant on a roster? No, not tweets? at all. Are you kidding me? 48 hours from now, there'll be another tweet about somebody else, and we'll move on and we'll be talking about that. Nobody's going to remember this whole Des Bryant thing until somebody signs him. Somebody's going to sign him because they need a wide receiver. He's still a talent out there, and this whole tweeting thing, really, what, what has he done that you're going to say, no, 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 we can't have this guy on the team. He's, he's too much. He did this. What exactly? exactly did this guy do that that you can't sign him outside of being a little bit uh, overzealous on the sidelines outside of of maybe being a little over emotional but dear god arnie what wide receiver isn't anymore in the national football league everybody wants jerry rice to just hand a guy that just hands the football to the uh, to the referee after a touchdown barry sanders style but that's not really the nfl and the only guy that seems to do that anymore amari cooper raider fans grinch and moan because he's not emotional enough (laughs) so you can't have it both ways go figure i'm with you i think the dude's in camp somewhere by the end of this week. Now, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, your tweets are flying in. We'll get after them next at Plank Show. That's me at Stinking Genius One. Everybody should be following us at Fox Sports Radio. And don't forget, in just about uh, 30 minutes from now, we'll preview the NFC North. Right now, Steve DeSager rolls into the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios to get us caught up on everything, including... A game that's going on right now. DeSager, what's going on? It has finally ended. There was a rain delay in St. Louis at the start of over an hour. It's now over in the Midwest. The Cubs beat the rival Cardinals 5-2. Ben Zobris with four hits, including a homer. Three unearned runs in the fifth did the trick for the Cubbies. Earlier, San Francisco beat Milwaukee 8-5. So the Cubs, with the best record in the National League, now a game and a half ahead of the Brewers, who had won three in a row until today. Seattle won again, 8-5 over the Angels, Colorado and Arizona with victories. Atlanta beat the Dodgers 4-1. to Winning pitcher Sean Newcomb had a no-hitter broken up with two outs in the ninth. He had to apologize after the game when old tweets of his came out. A national shortstop Trey Turner had to apologize tonight for old tweets. Miami beat Washington 5-0. Wins for Toronto and Texas for the Yankees and Boston. Even Baltimore got a win today. In fact, the Orioles with the worst record in the majors have won three in a row. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore. With true price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Kyle Busch was the NASCAR winner at Pocono, his sixth victory of the season. Dustin Johnson won golf's Canadian Open after a final round 66. He was tied for the lead to start the day, but won by three strokes. And on FS1 tonight, U.S. women's soccer, ranked number one in the world, trailed for much of the game, but tied Australia 1-1, getting the tying goal in the 90th minute in Connecticut. Thursday, their little mini-tournament can continues on FS1 from Illinois. It'll be the U.S. against Brazil. The Women's World Cup is next summer on Fox in France. Back to you. Oh, you know, can I apologize for DeSager real quick, please? Uh, Plank? Sure. Why I want to apologize to the, for DeSager and everybody else in L.A. for the way they're dressed. You know, the, the people in L.A., they, they don't know how to dress. They're wearing shorts, T-shirts. I got to apologize. It's disrespectful, isn't it? It's so disrespectful, Chris. It's unprofessional. I <laughs> Took me a second. We on. talked about that a little last night. Joe Simpson, who came up in the Dodger organization like 40 years ago, has done Braves telecasts for many years. 
He thought it was so unprofessional that with the stadium open a couple hours before the game, fans would walk in and see the Dodgers taking BP in shorts and T-shirts. <laughs> Unreal. I can't believe it. He, uh, I can't believe he it. He apparently apologized to Chase Utley in person at the stadium today, so I hear. Oh, did he really? So I hear, yes. Wow. Uh, yeah, he should have that because a little far, huh? That, that ticked off L.A. manager Dave Roberts to no end when he heard about that. Well, tomorrow time. I want shirt and tie from you, DeSager. That's what I want. And not a chance. <laughs> it's 100 degrees also. Not a chance. <laughs> I, I guess what I don't understand – and Joe Simpson, again, I like the guy. He's, he's an Oklahoma Sooner, so he can do more, no wrong in my book. <laughs> but I don't understand what would make you so mad. If, I don't if you're know. you're sitting up there and you're watching batting practice and they're, I mean, they're just, they're hitting balls. You know, I mean, there's, there's nothing real tricky to batting To practice. him, it was like not playing the game the right way, not being in uniform, not <laughs> okay. adhering to what is expected, <laughs> not having the name on your back. So fans, and you know, gee, there are thousands watching batting practice yeah. two hours before the game, so they can't see. Of course, I will say that I think one of the t-shirts I saw the Dodgers wearing was strikeout cancer. Yes! So, oh. you know, if yeah, you're against ma- that, geez. Joe Simpson... I don't know. You see, this is what Bryce Harper was talking about. I want you to know that. Oh, is this what Bryce was talking about? No fun in the game. No fun. All the fun. No fun. Uh, you know, I, I used to be as a little ankle biter as we come to you live from the Geico <laughs> Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. You know what that means? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Small uh, child is what you mean, Chris. <laughs> ankle biter, small child, okay. 220, 221, whatever it takes. When I was a little one. Uh, I used to love to go to the games early. And, I mean, I can remember begging for autographs. We'd go at the old Bush Stadium. I think even now, currently, there was a hotel across the street. It was Marriott, and that's where all the players would stay, and you'd get autographs, and it was awesome. Um, and and I, 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 But, honestly, I can never remember anyone what they were wearing in batting no. practice. I mean, I, I can remember scotch breath on a few of the players, but right. that's about <laughs> well, what, Arnie, what Arnie's talking yeah. about is the whole thing with people going nuts over a bat flip on a game-winning homer. I mean, have emotion. Get excited. Yeah. This is actually kind of what your sport needs to a degree. Somebody had tweeted today, I think it was a baseball writer, said, anytime you hear a TV analyst saying a sentence like, Walter Alston must be rolling over in his grave. <laughs> yeah. That's not the direction your sport yeah. needs to go. Uh, nah. I, th- I think we're good where we are right oh, now, at I least from that it. perspective. Now, we can have one hell of a debate next summer, guys, whenever it comes to the popularity of players, but we're already on to football. So yeah. I don't need any of this Mike Trout debate anymore. Uh, a couple of quick tweets, guys. Uh, thanks to Sager. First, this one from uh, The Natty Natural. What a great Twitter name. He writes, it always comes back to the anthem because the same people who want the players to not protest are the same people who thought Kaepernick should cut his hair but are also giving racist standing ovations and don't mind Jimmy G dating a porn star. So, in other words, he's saying that it always comes back because they see hypocrisy of different takes. Uh, fair enough. Um, I'm confused the, on that because I, I don't see a problem with Jimmy G dating a porn star. Am I racist now? Or I, I don't yeah, know I guess you are. Okay. I, I guess maybe they say, well, how – and even with that, well, how dare you not have a problem with that and you have a problem with someone kneeling. It, it, it cracks me up to no end. How everything always comes back to kneeling – 
for the anthem. Uh, instead of Dez, writes the little troller, going to the historically pathetic Browns, he needs to call Johnny Football and head north to the CFL. Any team up there would be an upgrade to the Browns. Also, did Arnie say Dez took a blunt? Because that's currently illegal in the NFL. No, no, no. He, he didn't say that he had a blunt, little troller. So he's not talking about weed. So no, no concerns there. And then there was one more. And by the way, Johnny Manziel only about 45 minutes uh, north of me. You need, I thought you were going to go check out. I was, but he didn't Johnny play Manziel. last game, so um, I'm hoping he gets into a game. We were supposed to have him on locally up here in Burlington, Vermont, but uh, we we couldn't get him on. I listened to his podcast. You better make sure you have the delay on it. That yeah, dude I heard, can yeah. string together some <laughs> profanities. It's incredible. Uh, two, two more quick ones here. David writes, what's going on with all these old tweets? You got Hater, you got Newcomb, who almost threw a no-hitter. I wonder, guys, if somebody's been saving these things. All right, so, I mean, again, I don't know who was Has big to. enough to, to dig into Sean Newcomb's past, but I, I guess you're right. I mean, it's it, there's an easy way to search for old tweets. It really, all you have to do is search Google. You're gonna, you'll find it. There's a quick little way you can do it. It's a, it's, it's a very easy function. But you're right, Arnie. It seems like it's ridiculously fast. So someone either had to be tipped off or has held on to it until the right moment comes up. Oh, of guess- course you held on to it. Otherwise, you're going to release it uh, with two outs in the ninth inning or right when a guy makes his all-star appearance. That's exactly that's for dramatic uh, appearances. That's exactly what they're doing. Well, then why was Trey Turner's sent out tonight? Why was the national shortstop sent out tonight? I mean, again, no reason or anything that's great true, he was yeah. doing. Uh, one more quick one here from Ernie, who writes, instead of limiting or banning social media and sports, I want to see athletes being able to tweet live during the game. Talk about trolling. It could change the outcome of many games, and the wise guys would take a big hit. Well, uh, again, I think teams are very, very smart, and as are leagues, to limit any social media use during games. Because you're absolutely right. I mean, the power of it and how you can get it inside a guy's head, Arnie, it's it's easy. It's easy to do, especially when you see guys like Katie and how they react to it. I, I don't think there's anything that leagues need to do. I don't think there's anything that teams need to do outside of really doing their due diligence on the history of these guys before they draft them or before they really, truly integrate themselves into their team. But- I just... It's hard, though, too, because you've got to look for a lot of things outside of just what a guy tweeted, right? I mean, By the way, isn't there, aren't you supposed to get a flag if you curse uh, in the NFL? Wasn't that a, a couple of years ago we started taking that up, or was I wrong about that? No, 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 no. That Yeah, yeah we, we still had that. Well, that worked out pretty language. good. I see that. Yeah, I guess nobody's cursing anymore, huh? Well, yeah. <laughs> good point. But I don't, did they did they actually that was four years ago yeah that was 2014 remember that, that popped huh? up yeah I mean it, crazy so anyway here we are on a I guess you could say week in which the NFL is back next week on a Thursday and Arnie what's the topic of conversation people screwing up social media it's um oh by the way too there, there is tons on the NFL's policy or lack thereof right now when it comes to the anthem but I think are we good at s- saving that are we gonna are, are we, are we going to get into yeah, that? Yeah, we, we got to be good because I'm, I'm confused right now to what the policy is. I'm, I'm still yeah. confused about did they get it done? They took it away. They It's each team's individual right. d- decision. Some teams will charge and, and find somebody. I'm, I'm, all, I'm all confused now. Oh, you're not the only one. I don't yeah. think I've ever been confused by a process more than the NFL trying to get it right on this front. I'm right, just ready of- for week one, and then well, I'm sure everybody will point out who did what wrong, you know? 
Well, the preseason is the free season, oh, yeah. as you say. Oh, yeah. So we've got some preseason football to talk about later on the show. All right, if you're just tuning in, he's Arnie Spanier. I'm Chris Plank. We've talked a lot on the show tonight about the tweets from the Atlanta Braves pitcher, Sean Newcomb, who is has an incredible story, but unfortunately, and unfortunately, by his own ignorance, that's not what the topic of the conversation is tonight. Some old tweets that he's apologized for. Also, Trey Turner's tweet, uh, tweets have come to light as well. And we've touched just a little bit on the Des Bryant controversy. But when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, Arnie, college football writers have become incredibly <laughs> overly dramatic. Oh, my gosh. I think I blame it on the long layoff. I but I have, I have two stories from college football writers that are a little bit full of themselves. And we'll share it. it with you next with Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. There's a better way to buy home insurance with Progressive's new Home Quote Explorer tool. Get a custom quote and a great rate all online. See for yourself how much you could save at Progressive.com. It's Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. Steve DeSager joins us. We'll get you caught up on everything that we've missed in the world of sports. By the way, who's more likely to have spoken to Khalil Mack, you or Gruden? You know what? I'm getting very angry about this. And and let me tell you why. I'm watching watching the four-letter network yesterday. And you have these two really want to be funnier than they are hosts. Well, John Gruden hasn't talked to Khalil Mack, a star player, since he got the job. And then they go to a cut of John Gruden saying, yeah, you know, I talked to Khalil when I got the job. You're like, what? They've talked to each other. He told JT the was Yeah, that was with JT, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And he said it at his press conference, too. But, oh, no, no, no. Let's not ruin the narrative here, DeSager, right? Let's continue to hate. So hate, you're saying ESPN hate. was wrong about something. They couldn't have been more wrong. And wow. it's almost as if they just ignored the soundbite. Oh, ignore what Chucky said. Here's what really happened because I'm going to try to be funny about it. By the way, uh, I, I know you got a lot to get to. But, guys, we have to talk about college football writers getting so overly dramatic. From my guy Dennis Dodd crying about Bryce Love not going to Pac-12 media days. The Stanford star running back. And then... Uh, Who was, boy, by the way, taking classes because he wants to graduate early from Stanford. Yeah. He was being a student. How dare he go to a lecture when I have quotes to get? That's Damn right. Damn you, Bryce Love. You, the writer, and, are getting paid to go. The athlete oh. is not getting paid to go. You know, if, then, it, does he have a vote? If he has a vote, they should take it away, to be honest with you. Oh, he tried to bring up how this was going to hurt his Heisman campaign. Which is, which is disgusting, considering uh, didn't Jameis Winston win one and Johnny Manziel? Didn't they do a couple things wrong? Uh, it's disgusting you would say something like that because the kid didn't show up at a media day. Well, it's also July, as you said, Arnie. And, uh, I don't he made think sure so. to Skype for everybody, guys. It's not like he dissed yeah. the media at all. Absolutely. And, and again, I don't think the Heisman frontrunner in July has won the award in like the last 20 years. Still so not the point, that. though. Yeah, that's not the point, though. You can't, why, you why can't is, go ahead and, 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 you know, throw shade on him and say this is going to be one of the reasons why right. he, he can't. You, you've got to oh, take yeah. away. Hey, if Dennis Dodd has a vote, it's got to be taken away. Anybody else that agrees with Dennis Dodd that has a vote, their votes have to be taken away also. It shouldn't well, be a reason at all. How about yeah. looking at actual games yeah. played? Well, I, think, I think Steve Hartman should just pick the winner of the Heisman. He's the only one that takes it seriously. So just, <laughs> There's 140,000 wow. voters, so that'd be hard as well. Too. It should just and be the Hartman. Other one, yeah. 
The other one is Matt Hayes, who, I again, Matt Hayes, I, overly dramatic. Khalil Tate throws out a tweet that kept the Navy coach from getting the job. And did right. you see the headline to the story? Arizona quarterback. Yeah. Right, thank you. Uh, I pronouns, pal. Uh, Tate <laughs> could set off revolutionary change in college sports with his tweet. I'm like, what? What? Revolutionary change off a tweet because he didn't want the coach. Get out. What is wrong? Why are we being so overly dramatic about Because there are no games yet. We bad. have nothing else to speak of. Oh, my God. One month people. from now, actual games, people. Sit back. What do you mean one month? You got Thursday. What are you talking about? No, no, well, college football. Yes. Oh, college one month. Football. End of, end of uh, August, we'll get to actual games. We do have NFL news to pass along. Comparatively good news for the Steelers they got this morning that guard Ramon Foster who was hurt yesterday. It's a hyperextended knee, no ligament damage. NFL Network says he's out four to five weeks. They also report that former Giants running back Orleans Darkwa is going to meet with Indianapolis trying to get a job there. He had met with the Jets. They did not sign him to a deal. The Jets had met with Alfred Morris as well recently because Elijah McGuire had suffered a fractured foot. Today, the Jets instead signed running back George Atkinson third from Notre Dame. Wow. Also, uh, Vitavea, defensive tackle, a Bucks first-rounder, left practice with a calf strain today. Receiver Jordan Matthews left Patriots practice with a hamstring injury. The Chargers had lost their starting tight end, Hunter Henry, in May with a torn ACL. They lost an undrafted tight end today, Austin Roberts, out for the year. Mm. Torn ACL was Jeez. the problem yesterday. And the season hasn't started yet. The hits just keep coming. Meanwhile, we have... Two unsigned first-rounders still. Sam Darnold, quarterback from USC, unsigned by the Jets. ESPN was saying today, and of course, therefore, it must be true, that the reason is because the Jets want to uh, wipe out Darnold's guaranteed money in the event of suspension or fine or something like that. And later, New York Daily News comes out and says, nope, that's not the issue at all. It is about the offset language in the contract offer to the quarterback that the agency for Sam Darnold was fuming comes Baker Mayfield agreed to a deal with yeah. offsets. Mike Florio with an article about this tonight in Pro Football Talk. And the New York Daily News had said Arnold's ticked off about the whole situation. We also had the Bears' first-round linebacker, Roquan Smith, still unsigned. The team said this weekend part of that issue is financial protection regarding suspensions and guaranteed money. Jeez. The Bears are playing Thursday night against the Ravens in the NFL Hall of Fame game because among those going into the Hall of Fame next weekend, Brian Urlacher from the Bears and Ray Lewis, the ex-Raven. Also going in next weekend, Terrell Owens. I wonder if he'll be there. Yeah. Randy Moss, <laughs> also Brian Dawkins as well into the hall jerry kramer finally robert brazil bobby bethard to was on uh, with the guys earlier today yes, he uh, was. the odd couple uh, i thought he was great man I, th- I thought it was awesome and he's still going to tennessee chattanooga oh no, good for him though i'm glad he is he wants yeah. to do it his own this way weekend, good for him yeah. the yeah. baseball hall of fame induction was today in cooperstown bob costas got into the broadcaster's wing yesterday today the six players and their speeches including chipper jones into the hall career 300 hitter jim tomey who had over 600 homers Trevor Hoffman, who had over 600 saves. Vladimir Guerrero, first time I've heard him speak, I think. <laughs> he never did in his career. Spanish or not, I'll take it. Career batting average of 318. And two Tigers get into the hall. They got in from a committee, not from the writers. Alan Trammell, who played 20 years with Detroit, and pitcher Jack Morris, whose first 14 years were with Detroit. Does that count just the same, or do you feel like yeah, it's like a... I'm sure for them it counts just the same. It's the I'm same just plaque. Wondering, it's yeah. the same hall. 
just get in. Yeah. Tell T.O. that. First year or fifth year, you're still a Hall of Famer. Defending champion Houston has actually lost four games in a row. Stroh's lost at home 4-3 to Texas today, leaving two men on base bottom of the ninth. The Rangers batters struck out 19 times, and wow. they still won the game. Jeez. Houston's first place in the AL West, four games over Seattle. Seattle won again. You know, Buffalo Bills finally got in the playoffs this past year. Seattle has the longest current playoff drought of the four major sports. They oh, might get in this year. Let's hope not. Today, the Mariners, of course, Arnie would hope against it. The Mariners <laughs> scored seven in the top of the first today and beat the Angels 8-5. How about the fact that just about every single team in the uh, American League West has a better record than all the National League teams? I mean, yeah. you're looking you're looking at Seattle, who's at 62 wins. Is there even a? There's only two National League teams over 60 wins right now. So it's kind of incredible what's going on in the American League right now. We need to restructure. We need to go like the NBA's East and the West. Hey, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, NFC North talk. And we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's simple. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Our NFC North preview coming up in a couple of seconds. Can't wait. Can't wait. A couple of uh, quick tweets here before we get rolling. Get a lot bro tw- a troller has been on fire tonight. He tweets at us, baseball players should all be clean shaven, wear their stirrups high, absolutely never wear jewelry during a game, and they should ride trains when on the road, signed Joe Simpson. So I do have a uh, problem with, with jewelry, though. I, I don't get the whole thing about wearing jewelry, you know, whether uh, it's a chain around you. Why don't you just wear a watch, too, and, and stuff like that? I, I don't understand. That would be a little uncomfortable. I don't know why you would do that. Ah, teach their own on that. And now, football, I've never really understood it because it's another way they could grab you and take you down or steal your chain like Aqib Tlaib would always Yeah, I was going to say, Michael didn't somebody Crabtree. have their chain? Yeah, yeah. stolen, yeah. Crab, poor Crabtree. Uh, Andre <laughs> writes, wait a second, guys. I think Trey Turner should only be in trouble for two of those tweets. One is a line from the movie, White Chicks. Yes, that is, uh, that's very true. Is and that, is that this- really true? Yeah, one of them. And, uh, in fact, I think a couple of them that, oh, gosh, that uh, the Braves pitcher Sean Newcomb threw out were rap lyrics, too. So, and that was um, that was the same way with a couple of the ones that the Brewers hater had thrown out. But yeah, you, hater, you yeah. Just don't, you, you don't do that. You don't Does do that, that make uh, a difference, in your opinion, to be honest with you? Uh, no, it doesn't. But, I mean, at least in that instance, if that's the case, it would make a little bit more sense why you would just be throwing it out there. Would it make you know, a difference if, if he was singing the song along with the song? Well, you don't sing the words then. You gotta you gotta be smarter than that, man. Come on. If you're trying to rap along with Easy E, there's certain words that I'm just not gonna say. I'm well, sorry, because I mean happen. that women's soccer team got in trouble for their video when they were singing along with a song like that, right? Yeah, then they ended up, uh, I think, getting un- – what's the word called? So you went from being in trouble to un-in trouble, not in trouble. But, yeah, I think you're right. Is it different when it's music? Great debate. Great debate to be had with Arnie and his news talk show coming up. <laughs> and then one, we got the NFC North to preview, Arnie. We can't be having these real no, life debates. No, we can't. I'm sorry. This is yes. the sports bubble, man. We're supposed to be the toy story of the world. Or the toy store. I already screwed it up. One more from Arnie. He writes, the days of the diva wide receiver of the past are over. So Des Bryant should accept any team that would take him and his extremely overrated career and skills. Wow. You know, All because I, they didn't rule it a catch? 
<laughs> well, the the funny thing about Dez that people forget is we had him as one of the biggest potential difference makers after what? A couple of incredible years. You know, he had that three-year run in 12, 13, and 14 where he was a, a, a pro bowler in two of the three years, uh, made the playoffs. I mean, this dude was starting to become the standard for wide receivers, but he got dinged up the following year and hasn't really been able to kind of recapture that magic. So I'm not here to defend him by any stretch of the imagination, but still, this was a guy at one point in his career, Arnie, we thought was going to be the kind of difference maker that a Michael Irvin had been if you just want to use Maybe he still could be the difference maker. It was just the wrong quarterback for him. Wow, that Dak Prescott shot yeah. across the bow by one Arnie Spanier, whom, by the way, he did put in the Hall of Fame last year, just so you know. So <laughs> let's uh, let's get after it, shall we? We preview the NFC East because that's where the Super Bowl champs came out of in week one. Arnie's pick, the Philadelphia Eagles, to win the division, though you do have the Giants right there close, correct, as the two-team I do have, yeah, the, have the Giants close with a chance to upset the Eagles and maybe win that division to go from worst to first, Chris. And then last week we went in depth and, in fact, spent our whole first segment talking about the New England Patriots, which there's more news out of Pat's camp earlier this week. Boy, has anyone ever apologized for something more than Julian Edelman has? Holy smokes, dude. We get it. You're sorry. 18 apologies is enough. He can't but be we... sorry, though. How could he be sorry and say he's never going to hope it doesn't happen in the future when we, he doesn't even know what happened in the past? Listen, dude, I'm just telling you right now, no one has apologized for something that they didn't know what had happened more than Julian Edelman has. And you know that <laughs> I know. because you live in the area. Uh, and then uh, we couldn't really find a way to elevate the Bills or the, or, or the Dolphins to, to try to get up there or even the Jets to battle with the Patriots. So it was almost by default we go with the Patriots again in the AFC East, right? Uh, please, you have to ask me again. Wasn't it enough that we had to break it down for you know one whole uh, segment last time? You have to bring it back up again. So let's go to the NFC North, shall we? Where last year the Minnesota Vikings won the division for the second time in three years, which we, we forget. That wasn't kind of a surprise. This is a team that's really developed a good defense. But Arnie, a whole new era with the Vikings oh, yeah. in 2018. The Kirk. Cousins era. Do you see that as an upgrade for him based on Keenum and, and then Bridgewater and kind of the injury situation they had with Bradford? I mean, they've invested a lot of money into this dude. You know, it, perhaps it would be an update that, uh, or, or, you know, an upgrade, but that doesn't mean they're going to end up having a better record. You understand what I'm saying there? Yeah. Uh, things kind of fell. Everything was a perfect storm. Rodgers went down. It wasn't that hard of a division. You had to fight out Detroit. It's not going to be that easy uh, for them this time around, Chris. Yeah, and you can't even fathom, I mean, I was joking about real-world things, but here's a team that's really trying to put its offensive line back together, and then Arnie, go back a week ago, and the whole organization is reeling from the loss of Tony Sperano, whom mm. they buried, they had his funeral on Friday, and now you've got to find a way to really protect this investment in Kirk Cousins, and you just lost your leader of that group, I can't even fathom that by any stretch of the imagination, how they can go out and practice after going through that. Uh, and, it, and it's crazy to think they have two receivers that we didn't really talk about too much in Thielen and Diggs. Right. And Diggs had one of the highest passer rating for quarterbacks because they had about three different ones last year in Minnesota when they were throwing to them. It says something about this team when I was researching them, 
that every conversation about the Vikings, Arnie, was about depth. It wasn't about starting positions. It wasn't about their one or two guys. It was about their three or four guys. It was about, oh, who's going to be the third running back? Who's going to be their third receiver? Who's going to be their backup outside linebacker? I mean, it's a pretty solid roster that Mike Zimmer and that and your boy Rick Spielman have put together. Yeah, and, and look, as you mentioned, solid, absolutely, but defense is what's going to carry this team. I still have questions if they're going to be able to run the ball. You know, it's the black and blue division, so it's going to be tough. Um, you know, they have underrated wide receivers, which goes to show you, you really don't have to have the big-name wide receivers in order to be able to move the ball. The, as you mentioned, the, the the big question mark is Kirk Cousins an upgrade. I said perhaps he is an upgrade. Doesn't mean it's going to be that easy uh, for them this time around, but the Vikings are going to have to rely on their defense if they're going to win the division again, Chris. Only allowed 15.8 points per game last year to lead the NFL. 60 combined sacks between Hunter and Griffin is the most in the NFL for a duo since 2015. But how about this stat for the Minnesota Vikings? Yeah. 20 playoff wins. That's the most by any team in the NFL without a Super Bowl title. They're the defending division champs. They obviously had the Whoa, 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 play- whoa. Can you repeat that? 20 wins in the playoffs. It's the most by any team in the NFL without a Super Bowl win. So Buffalo's got to be a close second then, right? You would think, yeah. It's, yeah. Buffalo's got to be a really close God, second. Or, or maybe that's not true. I I mean, what, 3, 6, 9, 12? Uh, Buffalo got to be right up there. They're right up there with them. Yeah. I'm sorry, Arnie. The internet does not lie to me. So Minnesota, <laughs> defending division champs, will talk about where they place in 2018. 20- 18 after the break, but Arnie, let's shift our focus to the team that finished second but still changed coaches, the Matt Patricia era. How different do you think it is now with the first-time head coach taking over? You were around Patricia a lot covering the Patriots. What do you think of him as a head coach? Uh, You know, I've got question marks about him. You know, first we questioned about his professionalism and and the way he dressed with the hat backwards and the T-shirt and all that, and I can't believe we actually have to talk about that when we just did the same thing about the Dodgers, but you know, I, I, I question how much he's going to really have that Belichick system down. You understand? Because Belichick disciples have not had a good track record in the NFL, Chris. As a matter of fact, it's been downright miserable, which goes to show me either these guys are not learning enough from Bill or Bill's not doing a good enough job teaching him. And I think it's the latter. Bill is not taking them under their wing and teaching them out there. Biggest question as far as the team is concerned might be whether or not they can run the football. They brought in LeGarrette Blunt, had completely right. forgot about that move during the offseason. And they drafted Carryon Johnson, who had a nice career with the Auburn Tigers. They get Theo Reddick back and Amir Abdullah, 100% healthy. But uh, I, I don't know, Arnie. I just feel like they've been running through running backs, pardon the pun, since Barry Sanders left Detroit, and they haven't been able to get a consistent running game since. But they do have a difference maker on defense in Ziggy Ansah, who had 12 sacks last year. They're, I think they just locked him up long term. And let me go back to Patricia one more time. Yeah, I, I was reading a lot about this. But they're going at it in a different way. He has these high-intensity, up-tempo practices. Right. Seems to be grinding on the guys quite a bit, almost Belichick style. Right. I feel like they've got to have some success early, don't they, so he doesn't risk losing this team? He has to have success early, but if you look at the regular season, other than the Jets, they go to San Francisco, then they'll have the Patriots and at Dallas. So uh, it's not like the easiest schedule. I think the Patriot game, how great is that? That, uh, I think that's like a Sunday night or a Monday. I think it's a Sunday night game. Sunday night game, week three. How great is that one going to be? Um, you know, uh, going up against Belichick and, and his old mentor. By the way, if you, did you notice when he went in for the job interview, he cut his hair and trimmed yeah. his beard and all that to give him the, you know, the, the professional look. 
Absolutely. Might not be a tougher opening stretch, as Arnie just brought up in the NFL, than what the Lions have. Outside of the Giants in that Monday night first game opener at San Fran, home for New England, at Dallas, home from Green Bay. (laughs) Speaking of Green Bay, finished third last year, their first losing season in three years. Uh, A healthy Aaron Rodgers and, I mean, come on, Arnie, it's a constant conversation in Green Bay about developing a running game, but do they really need balance when you add Jimmy Graham to that mix as another option for Aaron Rodgers? A lot of Super Bowl buzz around the Green Bay Packers right now. What did you think about the loss of Jordy? I mean, how much is that going to be affected? That really did take its toll on, on Rodgers mentally, I believe, at least when it happened. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with you, but they do have a lot of toys for him to play with. You know, in, I'm just talking about the toy store. Uh, with Aaron Jones, Ty Montgomery, Jamal Williams all have unique attributes out of the backfield. Devontae Adams seems to be getting better. And, oh, yeah, we just mentioned it, Jimmy Graham. So I think it's going to hurt a little bit. But it's just – listen, I think some teams need wide receivers to help quarterbacks. I think certain quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, I, I think they can make great receivers out of just about anyone. Yeah, so but they got I'm zero running game. I'm not into Williams Amen. at all, Matter of fact, he what had like five or six hundred yards. They they've got to have somebody who's gonna you know be, give you more than that, a little bit more production, a lot more production than that. And uh, speaking of needing more production, Green Bay definitely needs something more out of their defense. Mike Pettin takes over. First time we've heard from him since he struggled with the Browns. Might see a few more four man fronts, which finally gets us to the Chicago Bears. Who it's been a while, Arnie. It's it's been a while since the Bears have been relevant. New head coach and Matt. I like Nagy, that big man over. kid. I like him at quarterback. Yeah, the, uh, yes, he's <laughs> something else. But I think there's really I – mean, we can get into Mitch Trubisky all we want and some of the changes, but, man, this seems real simple. They don't even have their number one pick in camp yet because they're struggling over either offset language or whether or not you know they worry about suspensions if he lowers his helmet. But Roquan Smith is not in camp, and you know this is a defense that Vic Fangio is still around, so they're running the 3-4. They kind of need to get their top pick in camp, don't they? I would think so. Love Jordan Howard. I thought there was a chance he was going to get traded oh, to the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I would have loved that to, to pull the, 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 you know, the trigger on that. Besides, um, what are they going to do with the two-back system? Is Cohen going to be like the second back again and kind of offset Jordan Howard? Jordan Howard got all the carries around the goal line. Um, other than that, they don't have a lot of weapons for Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, they went out and they brought in Taylor Gabriel from the Atlanta Falcons. They have Allen Robertson, uh, Robinson, who they signed from Jacksonville. He's coming off a torn ACL. They drafted Aaron, They drafted Anthony Miller, and then you forget. They drafted Kevin White in the first round like three years ago, and he hasn't been healthy enough to play. Ugh. So now it's finally a healthy offseason, and we'll see what difference the West Virginia product can make. I don't know. Are you buying Mitch Trubisky? I guess that's the big question with the Bears, no. right? Do you believe that he – all right, there you go. Then Chase Daniel to the rescue. But he's a young dude. This just in uh, the Bears have clinched fourth place in the division. Oh, that made it easy enough. Yeah. That made it easy enough. So we have the Bears in fourth. We'll talk one through three when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Every week as we count down to the NFL season, we're previewing a different division. In the spotlight tonight, the NFC North will go through how we think it finishes next with Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. It's Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. We are three divisions into our countdown to the opening weekend of the NFL And next week, when we talk about the AFC North, we'll actually have a game from a team in the AFC North to talk about. Wow. By the way, get to the breaking news, breaking news. Uh Uh-oh, what is it? You know Neymar, uh, the soccer guy? Yes. 
he he has admitted that sometimes he exaggerates uh, after being fouled and rolls to the ground. (laughs) Well, this is uh, breaking news, Chris. Breaking news. I didn't know that. We should have hit the sounder on that. One. This is quite—it's quite the big story for those of us involved in the Never soccer world. Never would have guessed world. it. Never would have guessed it. I—I I did laugh. It made the rounds. The USL, which is a professional soccer league, they actually had two guys that were squared up, and whenever they touched heads, like they were right face to face, they both fell backwards, like they had just been shot. And then as they're both laying there, they kind of realize, and the official walks over and is like, dudes, come on. Right, you're fired a- now for talking too much soccer, okay? You opened the side. I know, but it. you didn't have to jump through the hoop, did you? Come on now. All right. What does it mean when Geico says just 15? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're brought to you by Granger, the products yeah. and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back to help you keep your facility running. Granger for the ones who get it done. Now, we talked a little bit about the NFC North. A couple of good tweets on this. Mike hits us up and says, here's the only stat that matters if you're a Vikings fan. 0-4 in the Super Bowl. 0-4 in their last four NFC Championship games, and all four were either complete blowouts or last-second heartbreakers. And don't forget about Blair bleeping Walsh. Wow. Where's Fran Tarkington when you need him? Wow. Well, I think that Blair Walsh miss was pretty heartbreaking. Uh, and then the master writes, the, uh, the Bears' schedule looks too difficult for their win total to go over six and a half. Well, Completely agree but, on that, yeah. I, I Well, I... I do too, but every see, I listen to Jonas, and he makes it sound like the Bears are on some sort of resurgence season. And, oh, and he's a from back. Chicago. Stop it! Don't listen to him. Well, I think about this from a uh, from a schedule perspective. Let's let's just say, okay, maybe this is their bounce back season. Um, wh- wh- where's those wins going to come from? I mean, Tampa in Week Four, maybe right? They do go to Arizona in Week Three. Uh, so maybe there's Miami in week six. So you start looking down their schedule, New York in week eight, Arnie. There could be four wins right there, but boy, that the back load on their schedule is ridiculous. The final six weeks of the season, they get uh, Minnesota, then they go to Detroit, to New York, and you think the Giants are going to be pretty good this year. Then they're home for the Rams and the Packers before oh, going to San Fran and Minnesota to wrap it. up the season. Forget Holy it. smokes. Forget That's it. That's a barn burner. I don't. It was funny because during the break, I'm such a fantasy football dork. I was going down the Bears roster, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I completely forgot they brought in Benny Fowler. And both Eric and Bobo said, "Who? What? Yeah. Why? Yeah." <laughs> and I was all excited about. Hey, Trey Burton's in Chicago now. Wait till you see what Swaggy Naggy does with him. All right. So with that said, we've established, Arnie, we're not real high on the Bears. You've got them going forth. But as we preview and wrap it up with the NFC North, who do you have taking the division in 2018? I'm not going to go with Minnesota. I've got questions about them. I'm not. I'm still worried about Cousins. I love their defense. I'm going with a little bit of a long shot. I think Aaron Rodgers bounces back. Green Bay wins the division. I'll go with Minnesota second, though they'll still make the playoffs. Detroit third. And the Bears uh, guaranteed to finish in last place. <laughs> I think Detroit is going to be fascinating to follow this season to kind of see how things play out with Patricia as a first-year head coach and half the division with new coaches, a new quarterback in Minnesota. There's a lot of really cool storylines here, but I'm with you, Arnie. I think Green Bay bounces back in a big way. I mean, 
this is always a fun division. You know, you usually end up with at least two, maybe a third team over 500. They've had two teams over 500 the last couple of years. So I don't, I, I think it's going to be competitive. And I don't, under, I know you're not real big on assistance, but I think Mike Patton being there to run the defense is going to be a big difference for Green Bay. So I'm with you on that. We actually, that's no fun. Well, I'm we surprised that you went with Green Bay. It. I thought for sure you were going to go with Minnesota. Well, I'd go with the Chicago Bears just because Jonas told me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, now that you lay it out that he is a Bears homer, maybe I need to kind of take everything laid out there with a grain of salt. All right, a couple of quick NFL notes that we need to get to before we get to DeSager and everything that is now final in the National Football League. The Do we know why Sam Darnold's holding out or not? Because aren't we on about the sixth different story as to why he's holding out? First, it was offset language, and then they were PO'd because Baker Mayfield took the deal without uh, really worrying about offset language, and that made the uh, that made CAA his agency mad. And someone had brought up that maybe he was upset about something involving fines. I, I, well, I don't it's know not what the money, is it? On. I mean, it's it's pretty much slotted, it's, it's right? Slotted. Right. It's slotted. I mean. We have two holdouts right now with first-round picks, and I've never been more confused as to why. I mean, every time it's laid out how simplistic it is, um, it becomes more confusing. So instead of arguing about why, Arnie, how much does this hurt him? Big time? A little bit? Are you too concerned about it right now as far as his future? You know, I, I think it hurts him just a little bit. He wants to be, and he thought he was going to compete for a starting job. Maybe it kind of shows to me that they didn't have any, uh, you know, any uh, thought of starting him this year and kind of want him to learn the ropes. So I, otherwise they would get him in the camp right away. Am I wrong about that or what? No, I, I agree. I, I agree that the bottom line here is they don't seem to be panicking too much. And – They've got like 86 quarterbacks in camp already. You know, you got right. McCowan, you've got uh, Teddy Bridgewater. So there's probably not a rush to get him in. But I think anytime you have a guy that you think is going to help you out holding out, uh, a la my man Khalil Mack, you kind of panic a little bit as a fan. But By there the way, is, be a is, deadline here. is Teddy Bridgewater uh, still a guy that other teams would want to be the starting quarterback? Does he still have that type of cachet or is it too little too late for that? I see. I think he does, and I and Mike last week was crushing his arm strength, and I can completely understand that. I think he's always going to have a spot in the league, you know, as, as long as yeah. He but wants he won't have play. a chance to prove himself a starter anymore because he's never going to be the full time starter anywhere. Now, at least not with the Jets, unless barring injury. Right. Well, you start looking around the league too, and there's just not a lot of places to where you look, and there unless unless Trubisky bombs in Chicago, and they've got to go out and get someone. Uh, I'm, I'm looking up. At, well, okay, how about this? Tampa Bay. Maybe there's an opportunity somewhere like that. Jameis Winston, you know, they, they came out last week and said he's not guaranteed a starting job after four weeks. Yeah. But you start, you start looking up and down the league, and especially considering how teams drafted this year, Arnie, maybe Cincinnati. I'm, I'm just trying to think of places. Everyone seems to have their quarterback depth chart, at least for the next couple of years, set maybe and, and throw Miami in there as well, too. So, it's tough to find a job right now if you're a guy like Teddy Bridgewater where you say, all right, I can go there and start, right? I mean, it's just not there in the NFL, and then you wonder about his long-term skill set right, and his ability right. to stay healthy. Right? He may never get that chance again, unfortunately. That's too bad and, you know, from that massive injury. Um, he'll never get it, maybe never get that chance to prove himself again as a starter. Oh, okay, and let me pose one more place, too, as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. What about Jacksonville? I mean, everyone's losing their mind, and I understand why. 
They've got a great defense, arguably the best defense in the NFL last year. I don't want to say without a doubt, but one of the more entertaining defenses to watch in the AFC. What about a place like that? I understand they're saying all the right things about Blake Bortles, but they didn't win a lot of games based on their offense, did they? No, but you're not going to go ahead and make a move like that. I mean, now that Blake Bortles took him as far as they did, he's earned, what, another couple more years, or is it just one more year? And then then if he doesn't do it again, oh, boy, we're going to have to look for a replacement from him. Yeah, so I think it's fair enough to say that maybe you start looking at potential landing spots. There's just not one that sticks out for him in the NFL right now. Speaking of that, real quick before DeSager rolls in, positive news coming out about Andrew Luck. Everything everything seems to be responding well. Is this the season? Is this the comeback season, if you will, for one Andrew Luck? No, it's not the comeback season. If he was doing so well and everything was looking so hunky-dory, how come there's just not tape all over the place about this guy, right? How come there's a, hey, check this out, look at this, and how about that, and there's nothing, especially in the uh, social media age here. I'm not buying any of this stuff. The only time I ever see him, I throw him so, uh, throw something to a wide receiver, and they, most of it's just uh, running backs. It didn't even look good throwing it to the running backs. I'm not buying this baloney at all. No pain, Lux said. Soreness, tiredness for sure. Why would stresses. you have pain? Everything's okay, right? Why would you have pain? Well, just for the first time throwing in quite a while, I guess, maybe more than anything else. Oh, really? Else, but... I didn't know that. He didn't tell us that. Uh, well, I will say this much, though. They do kind of limit the amount of video that you can shoot, but I'm not making excuses for Andrew Luck. Bottom line here, if he's not ready to go, maybe we found a place for Teddy Bridgewater. When we yeah. come back to the Keiko Fox Sports Radio studios, it was a big day for a future Hall of Famer here on Fox Sports Radio. We'll explain next. But first, Steve DeSager rolling in with everything that we've missed so far in the world of sports. What's going on, Steve? Everything final in the National League. The Cubs had a rain delay at St. Louis at the start tonight. Over an hour, the game ended after 11.15 Central Time. Cubbies beat the rival Cards 5-2 thanks to three unearned runs in the fifth. Ben Zobris had four hits tonight, including a homer. Winning pitcher Kyle Hendricks went seven innings with eight strikeouts. The Cubs had the best record in the National League. They're a game and a half over Milwaukee now. Brewers lost today 8-5 at San Francisco. Francisco Buster Posey with four hits. Seattle scored seven times in the top of the first and beat the Angels in Anaheim 8-5. All-star closer Edwin Diaz with his 39th save. Colorado has won four in a row and 11 of its last 13 games. Colorado 3-2 over Oakland today. The Rockies are just a game behind the first-place Dodgers in the NL West. Arizona's only a half game back. Diamondbacks won 5-4 at San Diego. Paul Goldschmidt a two-run homer in the first. Goldschmidt was batting 208 in early June. He's now up to two 80 and closing in on 25 homers, 60 RBIs, and counting for Arizona. The team with the worst record in the majors has now won three games in a row. Baltimore 11-5 over Tampa Bay. Chris Davis batting 159 for the Orioles, hit two two-run homers today. So the Orioles, a few scant days ago, had a record of 29-74. and 74. <laughs> They're now on a three-game winning streak. Way to go. But not catching the Boston Red Sox and New York Yankees, who each won today. Boston 3-0 over Minnesota. J.D. Martinez, all three RBIs. He has 89 runs batted in. That leads the majors. Can you have a guy finish first and second in the MVP like they're going to have this year with Mookie Betts and Martinez? <laughs> I thought you meant the same guy because he's having such a good season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does that ever happen? First and second from the same team? You would think this is decades old award, but Mookie Betts, I mean, even if he slumps, he's still going to be hitting at least 325. Yeah, he'll be one and like. two. Those guys will be one and two. The Yankees, meanwhile, could have a phenomenal season and have to go to a wild card game, a one-game crapshoot, as the 
things they're looking now for well, October. They're the Yankees are five and a half games still back of Boston for the best overall record. Yankees beat Kansas City six to three. Jay Happ in his Yankee debut got the win. For Boston, Nathan Evaldi in his Red Sox debut got the win. Cleveland and Cincinnati with victories. Toronto and Texas as well, which beat Houston again four three. The Mets were one nothing winners at Pittsburgh. Zach Wheeler, the winning pitcher, wow, pitched six innings and also hit an RBI double for the only run. So oh, he's gone now. So of course sure. he's on the trading block. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Miami beat Washington five to nothing. Bryce Harper had a single and two walks in the loss. The rest of the Nationals were one for twenty five at the plate. And then there was that Atlanta win four one over the Dodgers. Sean Newcomb, the winning pitcher, had the no hitter broken up with two outs in the ninth on his one hundred thirty fourth pitch of the day. And afterwards had to apologize after the game. Old tweets of his came out. And tonight, Nats shortstop Trey Turner had to apologize for old tweets. NASCAR win for Kyle Busch. Big three in NASCAR, baby. The big three, Kyle Busch, Martin Trix Jr., Kevin Harvick. They win every week. All right. Uh, what does it mean when Geico <laughs> says you're not wrong? Minutes, by the what's way? you talking about? Save you 15% you're or fired. more car insurance. It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. I've now been fired twice yes. on the show tonight. And many more to come, I'm sure. Uh, and by the way, one time I was fired after backing up an Arnie story. But yeah, yeah go figure. <laughs> hey, l- let me post two quick things to you real quick before I uh, yeah. hear from T.O. and his incredible interview with the Odd Couple earlier today here on Fox Sports Radio. First, when people complain about the popularity of baseball, Arnie, there's no problem with the popularity of baseball in the markets where the teams are good. I mean, I can imagine they're on cloud nine right now in Boston. People in Denver and the Colorado Rockies are eating it up. They're loving it down in Houston. It's it, I, I mean, I don't know. When I think about it, there's a college football mindset to it for me where it's very regional, and it's and it's interesting if I'm here in Norman, Oklahoma, saying, oh, baseball's dead, it's dying. Well, all the teams near us kind of stink right now, so there's no real passion for it. Is that a fair defense for maybe baseball not being in as bad of a spot as it, as it is, at least in some people's mind? Well, if you want fair representation, then take away the top teams, take away the bottom teams, and, and what do you have in the middle? And you mentioned the Red Sox. The Red Sox are having the best record in the history of the of the Boston Red Sox, period. They're I mean, they're putting up, they're going to have like 111, 112 wins this year. That's that's unheard of. Matter of fact, we're going to have like four or five teams uh, with uh, easily over 100 wins. So, you know, it, it goes to show either we're top heavy and there's a lot of bottom feeders that are just tanking like the Astros did a couple of years back. And then the second thing that I had to get to, since we're on Boston right now, and we didn't talk about the AFC East this week because we previewed it last week, but... Are these conversation topics coming out of Patriots camp fair? Guys still digging about the Malcolm Butler saga. Tom Brady still answering questions about Julian Edelman and Alex Guerrero. Are these fair? Are these just attempts to maybe try to needle guys a little bit? I think it was a fair question that they asked Tom Brady about Edelman and that. I mean, Edelman's a good friend of his. He doesn't know what he took, uh, supposedly. So isn't that kind of a fair thing to ask him or no? I think that's fair with the Edelman question to a certain degree, but I don't get the Malcolm Butler thing. I mean, I, you, you know what you're going to get. I, and I understand, well, maybe if you ask the question different, it's Bill Belichick. I mean, you, you, you know what you're going to get. So that was the one that was a little bit perplexing to me. You know, one of my listeners uh, who's a big Patriot fan sent me an updated story that he got off one of the, the local Boston stations uh, talking about that again. And, you know, uh, Butler making a couple of comments about that also. Maybe what that was more a reaction to maybe Malcolm Butler saying anything. But if I'm Tennessee, 
I, I, I'm telling him to shut up. It's like, hey, dude, you're with us now. Let's go. People ask you about it. Move on. Well, let me, let me give you the quote. It says here, this is what Butler had to say. You know, Bill Belichick's a great coach. He makes good decisions. We all make good decisions, and we all make bad decisions. Obviously, it didn't work out good for me, uh, him, or the Patriots organization, but he calls the shot. It is what it is. Butler added, I'll just say preparation is the best way to win. And maybe they didn't see 100% mentally or physically the Malcolm Butler they usually see. That's the first time I've ever heard of the closest to an excuse uh, coming from Malcolm Butler, I'm guessing. Okay, fair enough. Just uh, It seemed like there was a couple of moments this week where it appeared as if maybe they were trying to needle guys instead of truly getting answers, and they cleared it up a little bit. Quick tweets before we get to T.O. Ernie writes, here's the only stat you need to know about the Detroit Football Lions. They have one. Yes, one playoff win since 1957 when Arnie graduated from high school, and they've been rebuilding ever since. Patricia was a winner in New England, but that will change. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of dig Stafford, though. Am I losing my mind in thinking that you got a good enough quarterback to where if you can get your defense up a notch, develop a bit of a running game, that maybe they have a chance in a division where – 10 wins could be enough to get you that division. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just blind. No, I'm a Stafford fan also. I just don't think they have enough weapons like they do with Green Bay and, and Minnesota. And, and certainly not a, a better defense than Minnesota's. Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, we'll uh, talk about the AFC North next week after previewing the NFC North tonight. All right, uh, earlier today on Fox Sports Radio, the odd couple, Chris Broussard and Rob Parker, continued their run of great guests when Terrell Owens stepped in. And T.O., as you might imagine, was asked about players protesting and had this to say. The players need to really kind of have respect for themselves. Where is our freedom of speech? Where do we have those liberties that give us individuality and the right to stand up for what we believe in? That is being a bully. You're basically stripping someone of their right to do what they want to in a peaceful protest or whatever they, uh, however they want to do it. Everybody has to be in unison. If the players get together with the common goal and for the right reasons to make a stand, they can create some leverage but to say and put guys in a situation where they have to do something that's not right that's totally wrong Jerry he's, Jones. He's, well, he's right about that 100%. But my question is this. If the players feel so strongly about this, instead of protesting on a Sunday uh, for one or two minutes when the networks aren't showing it anymore so you don't know who's protesting or not, why didn't – and I'll just give a team name. I'm, I'm, you know, I don't know how many people are on one side or the other, but let's say the Pittsburgh Steelers said, let's all get together, go to the Pirates game, uh, buy tickets for the first row, and then when they play the anthem, uh, we're going to kneel. Now that would make a splash, would it not, Chris, or what? Yeah, it would make a splash. And I also, here's the other part of this, too. Everyone wants to applaud the NBA, and I know this has been said a million bazillion times, but the NBA got a policy in place as soon as Chris Jackson, Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf, had his protest. And, yes, it was negotiated between the NBA and the NBA's Players Association, but this was well before the world of social media. This is an S storm right now, Arnie, and I don't see any end in sight. But I don't know. I mean, I I wish more owners, fair or unfair, I kind of know how you feel about this. I wish more owners would take the approach of Arthur Blank. This was, by the way, we don't want to get off on the anthem controversy, but here was Arthur Blank. I don't think it's the benefit of anybody in the league, players or league or or, uh, or the causes themselves, obviously, to to have that kind of 
kind of uproar around it and have the president of the United States in the middle of it. Yeah, so you, and it, it, it's almost as if, and I know the gag order has been put out there by, I don't know, maybe Goodell in this instance, if they're asking the owners not to say anything. But, Arnie, you just, I feel like you've got so many people on different pages and so many different perspectives. You're having a hard time to really come up with one solid plan well, that can hopefully appease everybody. You hit it right on the head. There are uh, certain owners that are completely you're going to stand or there's going to be consequences. Other owners, like Arthur Blank, um, yeah. feel completely different. So they're not even close to being on the same page. And as for Goodell uh, telling the owners uh, to put a gag order on it, that, that's laughable considering he works for them. So they're not going to listen to anything he's got to say. All right, we didn't get to T.O. on his similarities between he and Des Bryant, but, I mean, if, if there could ever have been a better comparison in the NFL, I don't know who it is, at least from a personality perspective. Now, on the field, Des has a long way to go to match T.O.'s, uh, I don't want to say hard work, but production. You can hear the entire interview right now at FoxSportsRadio.com. It is well worth your time. T.O. on with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Well, you know what's coming up next. Oh, yeah. Arnie Spanier. It is time for your picks. And one other football note to take us home on a busy Sunday night with Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. Great news. Arnie's picks are coming up next. Oh, yeah. Even better news? There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Great job tonight by our producer, Eric Roberts. Bobo. Not really. On the wheels of steel, Steve DeSager on updates. Nobody go anywhere. Uh, don't go to sleep because Big Ben Maller is coming up next, and I'm sure he'll find a way to S all over LeBron. That's just what's coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, now, real ben quick, Maller. before we get to Arnie's picks, I'm trying to de- decipher the master's tweet here, so help me out, Arnie. He tweets at us and says, So, Tio, does an owner – have a right to discipline uh, discipline what? discipline <laughs> discipline play, what's discipline i have google that up uh, does an owner have a right to discipline players given your opinion that guys have a right to express themselves or only the players have that right well i mean owners can find guys but they have to go through the league that's kind of how it works no there is. there are team fines aren't there are team fines also yeah. are there not chris yeah okay i guess so and uh then mike writes i think jonas is on to something the bears are only one quarterback two running backs and three wide receivers oh yeah three offensive linemen five defensive linemen three linebackers and two defensive backs away from a playoff team guys i agree that close i think you might be on to something tonight he mike. is he's on it on to something all right uh so before we get out of here there's a football game to Yes. Coming up on Thursday. Yes. And as we know, the preseason is the free season. So, Arnie, take it away. Oh, Who are you picking this week? Uh, you know, as you said, the preseason is the free season. Uh, you know, usually they say if you're picking it about 55 to 60 percent, you're crushing it. In the preseason, I usually pick about 75 to 80 percent. Couldn't wait for the first game. Chicago and Baltimore. Baltimore, the Ravens, a one and a half point favorite, obviously, in the Hall of Fame game. And I'm taking Baltimore. I think they go ahead and crush Chicago. Chicago's not going to know what hit them. And Chicago's <laughs> just not ready for the start of the season. Baltimore's uh, a little bit uh, better off, especially defensively. I think Chicago's got some holes in that one. I'm taking Baltimore minus the one and a half. And I'm going to go with the under. 
33 and a half because usually, yeah, usually there's a low-scoring game in the first Hall of Fame game. So uh, pick number one could be Baltimore minus one and a half. Pick number two, the under 33 and a half. A couple other picks I want to give you. Des Bryant will be signed with the Browns by the time we'll get back on the air next Sunday. The Yankees are done. They are finished. It is O-V-E-R for the Yankees. And tomorrow night, and you better watch this, the Dodgers will show up in tuxedos or suits for batting practice. So there you have my picks. Do them as you please. Remember, they're strictly for entertainment purposes only. Well, whatever they showed up in today, I hope that they never wear again. Yes, because yes. it just did not work. Do you think so? I would show today. up in like a tuxedo or a suit tomorrow for batting practice. <sighs> my gosh. Well, just don't worry what you did today because it just did not work today. Now, <laughs> Arnie, uh, I wanted to leave because of all the topics we've touched on tonight, the, the dangers of social media, the Dodger pregame controversy, uh, college football writers that are basically being incredible drama queens. And uh, I, I guess maybe we touched on a little bit of the NBA. But LeBron James spoke. Yeah. He spoke for the first time since joining the Lakers. And here's what it sounded like. I'm moving to Los Angeles. This is, this is kind of like a dream come true for me. You know, growing up, you know, I was a Cowboys fan. I was a Bulls fan. I was a Yankees fan. And I've always felt like that was like the one of the historic franchises. And you look at the Lakers, you know, being able to play for a historic franchise, you know, with so much history, you know, and, and, and now being able to partner with Magic Johnson, someone I kind of like, you know, looked up to when I was younger and, you know, wanted to make no-look passes like Magic, wanted to get on the break and be showtime like Magic. You know what? Is Magic coming back and playing? I I didn't understand. Well, I guess here's what I don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) And 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 I and I get it that there's a lot of jealousy in the NBA right now. There is, because and there's fear. There's fear because they know the Lakers are almost back and it's going to take one more player and they know it's over i mean golden state they know it's over once lebron gets either Kawhi or anthony davis to come play with them but why is there so much complaining about this right now jerry west oh well you know that it wasn't really about the lakers that was more about la okay well why didn't he play for the clippers uh and yeah anonymous western conference player well he was going to los angeles it didn't matter and i'm thinking to myself well there's two teams there so why is it such a slam dunk that he would choose the Lakers if it's just Los Angeles? I, I don't get this disdain for this decision. It blows my mind. No, why are people a, complaining? Yeah, I don't know why they're complaining. Everybody said he wanted to go to L.A. instead of the Lakers. What difference does it make? He's in L.A. He's a Laker. Move on, my friend. All right, Arnie. So next week we'll be talking about Des Bryant yeah. and Cleveland Brown. I cannot wait. And. That was our final show without a football game. Oh. So, everyone, enjoy the week ahead. The Hall of Fame game on Thursday. For the Later. crew Arnie, I'm Plank. We'll see you next Sunday on Fox. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip off, and everyone's already on their feet. 
this is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 